This morning, I'll be finishing. That's it. I'm gone. I'm done. I'm gone. I'm done. We're finishing our series for the, uh, our Lent. Actually, first day we'll finish it, but today is our last Sunday in the six-week series of Lent, The Way, A Journey. And we've gone through a, through a way, haven't we? We've gone through a journey. We've gone through experiences learning about how God and how Jesus leads and, and prepares the way, how God is the way maker, and how we are to follow in that journey as we are in the way who is Jesus, our Lord. So let's listen carefully how, when, uh, as I read the, the Scripture. Listen to and for the Word of the Lord as we continue Jesus in His journey as He enters, finally enters Jerusalem. After telling this story, uh, if you want to know the story, you're going to have to read it. Okay? <laughs> because it's right before this. <laughs> After telling this story, Jesus went onward toward Jerusalem, walking ahead of his disciples. As he came to the town of Bethphage and Bethany on the Mount of Olives, he sent two disciples ahead. Go into the village over there, he told them, and as you enter it, you will see a young donkey tied there that no one has ever ridden. Untie it and bring it here. If anyone asks, why are you untying that colt? Just say, the Lord needs it. So they went and found a colt, just as Jesus had said. And sure enough, as they were untying it, the owner asked them. I wonder if this were the words that he said. <laughs> the owner asked them, why are you untying that colt? And the disciples simply replied, the Lord needs it. So they brought the colt to Jesus and drew their garment over it for him to ride on. As he rode along, the crowd spread out their garments on the road ahead of him. When he reached the place where the road started down the mountain of olives, all his followers began to shout and sing as they walked along, praising God for all the wonderful miracles they had seen. Blessing on the king who comes in the name of the Lord. Peace in heaven and glory in highest heaven. The word of the Lord. In Jesus' life journey last week, we, we were kind of studying and, and reflecting on how Jesus performed certain practices and behaviors that gave meaning, answers, purposes for the way, basically, for his journey. We study that practices, spiritual practices, lead to greater closeness with God, to greater understanding, greater revelation, greater knowledge of God. And that this, as we practice these practices, as we behave in these practices, we get more revelation. We have heard that life can be miserable in these last few weeks. It can be a miserable experience of a journey without the care and separated from our Creator. It can be that bad. We have also heard during these last few weeks that this Creator has made God's own way around us. That this Creator made God's way around us, our rebellion, around our, 
our own faithlessness, around our indifference, around our rejection, and pour God's love in our hearts. We have also learned in this journey that the journey, our journey, whether it's filled with thorns, thistles, rocks, desert, dark valleys, and despair, God is in the journey. God is with, with us in the journey because the journey itself is home. And we've also heard in the last few weeks that God is not the only, God is not only the way maker, but He is along the way because what is impossible for God is possible. What is impossible for people, sorry, is possible with God. You see, God has God's ways. And we have our ways. I have my way of, of cooking. I have my way of doing dishes. How many of you begin doing dishes by, by uh, uh, washing the glass first? Why? We were taught that in home economics. What are you talking? Yeah, we don't want the glass to break. So now how many of you do not begin with the glasses? You're all wrong. <laughs> That's not the point. The point is that we all have our ways, right? Now, I use the, the, the dishwasher as a drainer. How many of you use, use the dishwasher? Okay, good, good people, good people. How many of you use the dishwasher to wash dishes? <laughs> You're wrong. It's only a drainer, don't you know? <laughs> we all have our ways of doing things. And, and, and when I get in the way, as I'm going in the way in my life, uh, you know, life happens. And people get in the way. And people interrupt you. You know, I like that. As a pastor, I like to be interrupted. Because I'm usually dealing with some cold theological idea or in some deep thought of something that no one cares. This happened to me. I was going to the market here, and, and this lady was being very generous. And she saw me getting out of the car, and she had a cart. And she's, according to her, she was shouting to me or at me to give me the cart. And I almost got the cart at the door because I didn't hear her. I was so into literally the message that I was thinking of structuring the whole thing, that I'm walking to the store, grocery shopping, and I'm not aware who's there. Isn't that awful? But those are my ways. <laughs> and when I'm in there, I'm interrupted. And I find people that know me, but I don't know them. And you know how I do? I forgot your, your last name. And they usually give me the first and last. <laughs> That's my fake way. But we got ways of getting and handling life, right, Drew? We got ways of dealing with issues. We got ways of getting around pain. We got ways of, of, of just denying. We got ways of evading. We got ways. But God has his own ways in building a relationship with humanity. And when in the Garden of Eden things went sour and bad, instead of God destroying it all, God made another way. Even when humanity had become so intolerable to God. God almost destroyed all of humanity with a, this narrative tells us, with a flood. But what God went the other way in saving a family and making an agreement never to destroy humanity in that way again. When the Hebrews suffered under Pharaoh for 400 years, God could have very easily ignored their plea. But God moved in another way of sending a liberator in the form of Moses. When Israel abandoned God's ways, 
and went after, and they went after other gods, yet holding pretentious false worship. And when Israel oppressed the needy, when Israel rejected the immigrant, when Israel rejected the stranger and the refugee, they were taken into exile. God could have also abandoned them. God could have gone and found another people. God could have gone so many things. But God's love is unfailing. God's love is forever, and His mercies endure forever, and they are fresh every single morning. Instead of God destroying, God decided to rebuild. Instead of God taking down, God decided to reconcile. Instead of God condemning, God decided to redeem the other way. Paul reminds us that in God, in Jesus, God reconciled everything to God's self. He made peace with everything in heaven and on earth by means of Christ's blood on the cross. Jesus had his ways. And think about it. Jesus could have done many, many other things. In his journey, as he faced death straight in the face, as he danced with death as he's going to Jerusalem, because he's aware of what is going to happen, he took the other way. You see, Jesus could have turned his face towards anywhere. The scripture tells us that he turned his face towards Jerusalem and resolutely, convincedly, and just, did I make that word up? He just decided to go that way, knowing the reality of what he was going to be facing. On that way, he performed many miracles. On that way, he healed people. On that way, he told stories. That's why the people were praising, and that's why the people were so excited as he entered Jerusalem. But he could have ignored the cries of the needy if Jesus wanted to. You see? He could have just ignored the, 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 and not opened any eyes, not healed any lame, not opened any ear. He could have ignored the cries of the needy. He could have healed no one. He could have never raised Lazarus, Tabitha, or fed the crowds or calmed the storms. Think of that. Like many of us last week would have desired, Jesus could have gone to Cancun or to Florida. Thinking about it, he created it. He could have just avoided Jerusalem altogether. He had other options, not only avoiding Jerusalem, but he could have developed a military force like that. By the way, he had the military rebels on his side. They were with him. The ones that the Romans were calling terrorists were the disciples. He could have gone to Florida, Cancun, or even Mars instead of Jerusalem. Jesus could have taken this or many other ways, but he took the other way. He didn't take the easy way. He took the other way, what I would call the best way. And the best way is not always the easiest way. The best way is not always the most convenient way. The best way usually requires for us to pay a price. And Jesus did this. You see, he took the way of love instead of the way of hate and rejection. He took the way of patience instead of the way of rush. He took the way of faith instead of doubt. The way of power and restoration 
and the way of sacrifice and self-denial even to death. You know what was his way? As I was studying and dealing with this, I asked some young people that are hanging around my life, 20-somethings. And I asked them this week, what what does the word obedience mean to you? Because Jesus basically took the way of obedience. And you know what they replied? Chains came to their mind. Limitations. Somebody telling you what to do. And I sat quietly. I did not have a conversation about that with them. But that's what they think. That being obedient is basically limiting yourself, denying yourself the potential opportunities of everything you want to do. However, and I suggest this morning, is that what it is to be in obedience? Or is, the be- or is obedience the gateway? to freedom in reality. Hmm. Because one person disobeyed God, Paul reminds us in Romans, many became sinners, but because one person obeyed God, many will be made righteous. Paul also reminds us that you must have The same attitude that Christ had. Though he was God, he did not think of equality with God as something to cling to. You know, when I read that verse uh, uh, this week, I kind of was, uh, I kind of saw myself in it in a very negative way. And let me try to share this with you. Because when I read that, you know, you must have the same attitude that Jesus had. So I got to see myself. This is like a mirror in front of me. And it says, he, though he was God... Now, I don't think myself as God, or do I? In what ways do I think I have all the control? In what ways in my life do I think I'm really sovereign? And I was confronted with that thought. So he did not think of equality with God as something to cling to. So that sense of power, that sense of control that I have, I must also surrender it, perhaps. Instead, he gave up his divine privilege. He took the humble position of a servant and was born as a human being. When he appeared in human form, he humbled himself in obedience to God and died as a criminal's death on the cross. See the obedience? Now, that verse doesn't end there because this is the final exaltation in Philippians chapter 2 where then it continues and to him he was given all glory and power in every name everyone shall bow to the name of Jesus so it, it ends with a sacrifice it begins with a sacrifice but it ends with a resurrection and the glory that Jesus takes so must all of us follow the master in the way of the journey that he teaches. So instead of moving in revenge in our life and anger, comparing ourselves to others or keeping resentment, may I encourage you to move in the other way of Jesus. Instead of moving in depression, insecurities, and allowing fear to take over, move for more excellent ways, 
the other ways, perhaps the ways of Jesus. Instead of living a life of consumer entrapment, be free and move into the other way of Jesus, which is generosity. Instead of trying to perform and earn God's favor, move in the other way and begin to receive and accept and live in the grace that God offers. Instead of always being angry, moving to the other way, a better way of forgiveness and loving one another. Instead of moving into rebellion, opposition to God, live the life of obedience. Freedom to live a better way, the other way. Our psalmist, as, as uh, uh, Jennifer was reading to the kids, verse 5 said, For he will order his angels to protect you wherever you go, even as we move in the other way, the way of God. Amen.